0: Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcasts. Hi, 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 hello, and welcome to episode number 166 of Amber on Podcasts. I am your host, Amber Camille Ligon, and this podcast is all about doing more good for you and more good for more people. Thank you so much for joining me. The mission of this show is to bring you the best of the best so you can spend less time searching for answers and more time enjoying your life. Podcasts saved my life when I was at my rock bottom, which is what inspired me to create this show so that someone out there who is searching for answers will find what they need to help them on their journey. This week, we are discussing conflict, how to manage conflict, the difference between good conflict and bad conflict, and why humiliation is like giving your opponent the most powerful weapon to use against you. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to the show. Every Thursday, I release a new episode, and I would love to have you join me now. Let's get down to the good stuff, and let's start the show. This episode is inspired by the James Altucher podcast and his interview with the wise and talented Amanda Ripley. Amanda is a journalist who studies conflict of all kinds, from gang leaders to politicians, married couples, and activists. Her interview on the James Altucher show is fantastic y'all. I sent this episode to like five of my friends immediately. So go check it out. It does not disappoint. Meanwhile, there is good reason to discuss conflict now because there is so much of it in the world. The internet is flooded with it. As a society, we have conflict that is dividing us and causing many people to end friendships or stop talking to their relatives. Also, we have conflict at work, conflict in our relationships. Amanda says we don't need to be scared of conflict. Conflict isn't inherently bad. It can be very good very much of the time and help push us further to the next level. This is an important thing to remember because if you know conflict is a natural part of life and you believe conflict can be good, then you give yourself the opportunity to be prepared for conflict when it occurs in your life because it is going to occur, right? Nobody is getting out of it. After doing tons of research on conflict, Amanda found that at the end of the day, no matter what the conflict is about or how different people might seem, they are actually very similar when you get down to it. Everyone wants peace, love, safety, and freedom. Keeping that in the forefront of your mind and staying curious is what you can do to help ease the conflict in your life and learn to benefit and grow from it. From following people in conflict, Amanda learned that there are two main types of conflict, good conflict and high conflict. High conflict is what we are seeing now. It can start small, but becomes all-consuming and self-perpetuating. It's when we have the whole us versus them kind of conflict. Our group behavior changes and our brains change under the influence of high conflict. Amanda says it's like gravity. It pulls everything down. But if you don't know it's happening, you can easily get really lost in it. She says over time, everyone suffers to different degrees because the way high conflict exacerbates our cognitive biases and makes us more judgmental and less understanding. Whereas good conflict can also be very heated and intense. It's the same idea as high conflict. But in good conflict, curiosity still exists. Questions get asked. There's still some level of dignity that's maintained during this process. Having good conflict means you maintain curiosity while in the conflict. That's the biggest thing. Curiosity about the other person. Curiosity about the issue. Curiosity about yourself and your opinions. Amanda says the biggest difference is good conflict goes somewhere productive. Somewhere you are interested to go. Whereas high conflict doesn't go anywhere. High conflict is the destination. An example of good conflict is this. Say you have a really close friend and you don't usually have conflict. But then one day you do and you are able to get curious about why they are upset and ask them a question about that without shutting down or assuming you know, without cutting them off. She says that curiosity is the key to the kingdom, and if you can learn to cultivate curiosity, then you can get to good conflict. Amanda talks about a place at Columbia University where they study conflict called the Difficult Conversations Lab, where Professor Peter Coleman and his colleagues have orchestrated conflict with people that strongly disagree, and they recorded hundreds of participants and studied them. And in their research, they see the same two kinds of conflict. In some, it's a tug of war of anger and frustration, and they have to shut it down early before the 20 minutes is over because it gets so heated. In the other conversations, there is also anger and frustration, but with curiosity, with humor and understanding, and people ask more questions and they leave the lab more satisfied. You can see it, you can map it, you can prove it, and you can even provoke it. Which brings us to how to have more good conflict. What research has found is that you need the right ratio. To recover from conflict in a marriage, for example, for every one negative interaction, you need five positive interactions. The good news is you can bank these positive interactions so when the negative interaction comes along, your relationship doesn't fall apart. They got the same results at the Difficult Conversations Lab, only it was a little easier. You only needed three positive interactions for every one negative interaction to maintain the relationship. Amanda says you want to put that money in the bank as often as possible. So that is a good starting point. Make sure you have as many positive interactions as possible. But if you are already in the middle of conflict and your bank is empty, you want to slow Down the conflict. Amanda teaches us how to do this using the looping technique. By looping the person, you are rephrasing what they just said in the most elegant language you can muster. And then you ask if you got it right. She says it's very challenging to do this intellectually and emotionally because you have to really ask where they are coming from instead of just giving a rebuttal. You have to check and confirm, and you have to be truly curious. When you do it, it's like magic, how people open up, how people drop their guard. They don't change their mind overnight, of course, but they do drop their guard. And it does slow down the conflict. The reason why looping is so effective is because research shows that people rarely feel seen or heard, so they keep on escalating. If you loop them and show that you understand where they are coming from, they start to feel seen and understood. Now, keep in mind... This is not the same as agreeing, and people can tell the difference. Amanda says, proving you've heard someone and understand what they are trying to communicate is a skill, and what journalists do as their job. It's not the same as agreeing. Keep in mind, there are other things you can't agree on, so Amanda says you should mention them often during conflict. This has to be genuine, though. If it's manipulative, people sense that. As an exercise, we should assume that the person has really good intentions and really get curious about it. Amanda says, act as if you are an anthropologist visiting a remote island culture. Ask those questions. Ask, how did you come to this? And really try to listen. Amanda reminds us that in the United States, we are really like 50 different countries in many ways. And we are interacting across borders more often than ever before. Let's aim for more good conflict in our relationships at work and with our friends and loved ones. What this really comes down to is being a good listener and learning— That when you listen, people feel heard, and that is the best thing you can do in any relationship because that is what people are lacking the most. Amanda says, research shows that when people feel heard, they say less extreme, more nuanced, and ambivalent things. The whole conversation changes as soon as people feel heard. They are more likely to follow doctor's orders when they feel heard or, or more likely to perform at their job when they feel like their boss hears them, even if they know the boss disagrees. This sounds simple, but this is a game changer when you learn how to apply it in your life. And to your listeners, you deserve to have the best life. Now, the last bit of very, 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 very important information is about humiliation. Amanda says humiliation is the nuclear bomb of emotion. Once you do that, you are handing over your biggest weapon to your opponent. It escalates the conflict, even if you don't respond. There has been tons of research that shows when people feel humiliated, they tend to get aggressive or they withdraw and then they get aggressive. And it's really easy for humans to feel that way. Humiliation is processed in the same way as physical pain, but easier for people to relive and revive over and over again just by thinking about it. Amanda says we are capable of good conflict. We are hardwired for it. We actually do it more than high conflict. But there are a lot of things that are incentivizing our high conflict today, like social media, toxic work environments, toxic relationships. The goal is to be aware of the kind of conflict that is arising and find ways to cultivate more good conflict and more curiosity so you can do more good for you and more good for more people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for spending your precious time learning and growing with me. Now you know the two types of conflict and how to have more good conflict by being more curious. Go check out Amanda Ripley's book, High Conflict. It is available on Amazon and wherever books are sold. For all of the show notes and to sign up for exclusive updates, visit mytalkingdollars.com. That's my website. If you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe. Please leave a review if you love the show. I want to know what you think. And I love, 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 love connecting with you, dear listeners. And please join me next week for another conversation about living your best life and doing more good. Thank you. Love you. Bye.